podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. We are uh, coming at you after the Seahawks drop one to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road in Munich, Germany, 21-16. to Seattle fails to get off the field, uh, get the, the Buccaneers off the field for their last drive, didn't give Gino an opportunity to have his first comeback, come from behind win with uh, less than two minutes to go, didn't get that chance. Uh, the CS didn't get the ball back, and Tampa runs out the clock, and that's the game. Keith, welcome in, man. Yeah, it was a disappointing game. I mean, the CX just came out flat, didn't play hard in the you know the first half, didn't do much, um, couldn't get the run going, and ultimately fell short. I mean, they they made a run at it in the fourth quarter and showed that they, you know, were are still a good football team, but it just was too little, too late. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things too where uh, Tampa kind of goes into a prevent a little bit. Uh, they've got the time uh, on their side in that fourth quarter. And so Seattle was kind of able to march the ball. They didn't, uh, you know, take too many chances blitzing like they had earlier in the game. I think that really kind of disrupted Geno Smith. Uh, if you take a look at Geno in the first half and so forth, he was really bothered. Uh, his timing was off. His throws were off, uh, making poor decisions, taking sacks, not getting the ball out quickly. Uh, they come back, make some adjustments in the second half. They start to move the ball on that first drive, get a field goal. Um, and it looked like they were going to move uh, move the ball a little bit better. Uh, it took them a couple drives to kind of score again, and once they did, they scored two in a row, uh, 14 un- or 13 unanswered points, uh, but Tampa was able to, to run that clock out. They just ran out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, like you I mean, said, they didn't really get the ball uh, on the ground moving in this game, Keith, and I thought the deciding factor, at least through three quarters of this game, were, were two things. Uh, in both the trenches, both on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, I thought uh, Tampa Bay outplayed the Seattle Seahawks in this game. Yeah. Uh, and then third down conversions. I think at one point entering the the third quarter uh, or entering the fourth quarter, uh, Tampa Bay was 9 of 13. Um, yeah, they, they ended the game 10 of, 10 of 15 on, on third down. Seattle was 1 and 9. And that, that's it. There's, that's, that's a lot of the game right there. Yeah. Yeah, and once you fall behind, as you know, fans do know, a uh, guy like Kenneth Walker becomes less important, and it's uh, it's going to be on Geno Smith at that point. Geno finished twenty three of thirty three, two hundred seventy five yards and two touchdowns. You put that just those stats in a box, and it looks great, but it just doesn't really tell the tale in this game. Uh, I thought, you know, I got to hand it to to Tampa. They came out and played, and they played physical. They looked like they wanted it more. Seattle looked like they left their defense on the plane. They never got off uh, in the first half. Um, 
you know, Temple was able to kind of just do whatever they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, it's, it's just one of those things, Keith, it's, it, you know, it's in, in the season, you can't be perfect all the time. You're not going to win every game. Um, you hate to lose games. Um, but talk to yeah, me but about the way that this happens, uh, the timing of this loss and, and where Seattle kind of goes from here. Well, I mean, the, they've they've dominated teams four weeks in a row so you know they're they're feeling good about um things and then you've got this flight to germany and all of that um maybe they're they weren't quite as hungry as um they had been recently and they also know that this buy they they now have a bye week coming up they've got next weekend off um the next game is in two weeks and i think some of the guys were were looking hey we know we come in here we do our thing and we and we we get a we get a break and they forgot to do their thing. Um, and it just looked, the team looked flat. They looked like they just didn't have the same energy <clears throat> that they'd had recently. It's, it just was not a good first half. And now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. Your pulse racing. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And, you know, they kind of came back in the second half, but but quite frankly, it was it was too little too late. The uh, the, the <laughs> Buccaneers just looked like they were the better team today. Um, they did. Even though that might not necessarily be the case if you were to play uh, three out of, you know, win three out of five times. But they didn't. This was the game. This was the game in front of them. They weren't ready to play. They just didn't look ready. They didn't have a great offensive game plan, I thought, coming out. I thought the idea that you were going to be able to drop Geno Smith back and and give him the time to find targets downfield right from the start was rather odd to me coming into yeah. this game. Tampa had one of the best secondaries that the Seahawks were going to face this year, as well as a pass rush. They were getting to the uh, the, the passer twenty nine times. Uh, opponents were sacked versus Tampa this year, and and they kind of held to that and Seattle just wasn't ready for that physically to take yeah. that on. Gina was holding know. the ball too long, took too many it sacks. It was a weird it was a weird game plan as you said. Like why were they not like last week if you look at last week they rolled Geno Smith one way or the other quite a bit. Yeah. They got got him on the outside um, use the tight ends right away. Use the away. tight ends or or lock it coming from the far side of the field underneath the formation in order to to create space and all of that and they just never did that in this game. They just they just completely went away with what, from what worked a week ago, um, and we're just dropping Gino back, straight yeah. back. 
I agree. I I think I just, that was a key factor in this game, and I'm not exactly sure. It'd be interesting to see if Shane Waller gives, gives a press conference this week because that was opposite of what I thought that they would do. They'd take advantage of Tampa's aggression on the defensive side of the ball and get the ball out quickly, get the ball to the tight ends, create some open space, uh, some jet sweeps to kind of spread them out a little bit, and then take your shots. Uh, that wasn't the case, and, and Seattle fell behind early. Their defense, again, didn't show up in the first half. Tampa was able to run the ball effectively against them, push them around at the line of scrimmage. Uh, hand, hats off to Tom Brady. He was able to get the ball out quickly, get it downfield to his receivers when he did have time. And Seattle wasn't tackling very well in this game, just wasn't physical in this game, I, I didn't think. Um, and Tampa was the better team today. Yeah, they were. I mean... Uh, like we can talk about Seattle not playing well, not showing up and all of that, but let's just face it. The Tampa came out, they had a good game plan. They executed their game plan and they played better football. They, you know, they deserve the win. Yeah. Seattle looked at the end in the fourth quarter, like they could come back and, and take this, but ultimately Tampa was the better team. Yeah. I think, you know, a couple minutes left on the clock and one stop in that situation uh, on that last drive and yeah. give the ball back to Gino anything can happen. I, you know, we had scored twice in a row right there and it looked like we were able to find some answers. Uh, it would have been interesting to have an opportunity there for Gino to be able to do that. We just didn't have it. And yep. you're going to drop games like this. If you're, if you're going to play like that and your defense needs to come out and, and have a stop there, a three and out or on that second, uh, opportunity, uh, with Brooks in coverage, he slipped and they were able to complete that. If he makes that tackle, it's a it's it's an interesting opportunity there for Seattle to get the ball back, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, there was a lot of talk at the end about like, oh, you know, guys having to change their cleats and you know put longer ones in. I'm like, where was that pregame? Like, how do how does a team get into a game on a field like that and not have the right cleats installed? Um, I don't know that that these are the things that I, I find maddening because you're out there during warmups, you're making mm -hmm. your cuts, you're doing mm -hmm. things. If you're sliding at all, go get your cleats um, changed. Go up the it longer. It looked ones like in. it was. It, it kind of developed some moisture as the game went along, Keith, and that may have been a change. That, yeah, but they uh, were slipping happened. early in the game too. So I mean, I just, I, I agree. I agree. I just think that it like I, there's just something about that that I find very frustrating. It's like that seems to be something that you should be able to take care of pregame and make sure that it's not a problem. And so this whole idea that, you know, they had the, they, they were sliding too much and slipping and it wasn't until they got their, you know, their cleats switched out that they were better. I'm like, okay, that may I, have, where, where was that? Where was that before the game? And that may have affected the, the, the trenches in this game too. I mean, Seattle was awful in trying to stop the run. I thought that they were getting pushed around the line of scrimmage. They were, they were also missing tackles. Uh, they were slightly out of position. Uh, after four or five yards beyond the line of scrimmage as well. So that resulted in Rashad White having 22 carries for 105 yards. Leonard Fournette had 14 carries for 57 yards. And uh, it was just one of those deals where we just couldn't stop them. Um, and our offense was anemic, you know, in the, mm -hmm. in the first half. So that was that was the difference in this game. What stood out to you beyond what we've talked about so far? I mean, what kind of stood out to me also was the uh, the zone defense against Brady and let, having him just like find those holes over and over again. They weren't disrupting the receivers. They weren't playing man. I mean, Seattle's got 
these big physical corners and defensive backs and they weren't using them in a way that um Agreed. made a lot of sense. I mean, you want to play a lot of zone when you're playing when you're up against a guy like um Kyler Murray because if you're if you've got your back to him when he takes off running, you're not going to see him until he's, you know, running by you. You got to be facing him. Uh but against a guy like Brady Brady has no mobility whatsoever. And so the idea that you you can't turn your back on him because of that i i don't get like play man get get some yeah. guys up jam the receivers disrupt it especially against brady who gets the ball out in, in two seconds uh on most plays just you have to jam his receivers like make it hard on him and i think thought that they were back in a soft zone a little too much in this game yeah in the first half i i texted you two in a row i said uh, seattle getting beat up front on both sides of the ball my next text was our zone coverage is killing us Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, and it, it, I mean, the, and both of those things were, were completely true. We just could not get things done the way they were, they should have been. And it, it just was never, I don't know. It, they, they did make some adjustments in the second half and you saw uh, the result. They see how the Seahawks were able to, you know, put some drives together. They had three uh, second half drives that scored and um, looked pretty good doing it. But it yeah, was, I guess I was most. I was, you got to make those changes earlier. Yeah, and I was most, I think, most disappointed in the way that our, our offensive line and defensive lines played. You know, we just weren't mm-hmm. getting any push on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Ken Walker wasn't getting any space. We fell behind early, and that just didn't continue there. But you know, coming into this game, Keith, the Bucks were ranked dead last defending the run, and it didn't look that way. Uh, when we were playing them, they were filling holes, coming up, making plays. Ken Walker wasn't able to get loose at all, really, in this game. He had a couple of nice receptions for uh, yardage, uh, but he wasn't able to do so on the ground at all. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't pretty, um, you know, as far as that stuff goes. But you know, he actually, I mean, he had six receptions for fifty-five yards. I mean, that's not a bad mm-hmm. out, uh, outing for a. Uh, running back but the the 1.7 yards per carry on 10 carries uh, on 10 carries which is horrible yeah. in a game like this yeah i mean and but just yeah it's the 1.7 yards per carry was getting them um behind the sticks all game you know they were trying to run on first down and then you know, second and long third and long um it makes it hard and you know this is the result you've got to be able to do what you do and what seattle has done well all season is run the ball with Ken Walker, and they didn't do that well today. And they were ninth, uh, you know, uh, in the not ninth, but twenty third in the NFL in yards per carry allowed coming into this game. The Bucks and mm-hmm. they played a lot better. They just really did. However, in most other categories, the Bucks are a top five defense. They were fifth in points allowed. They were seventh in DVOA coming into this game. They're going to improve on those numbers. Um, against this this uh offense and mm-hmm. um it's a good defense you know i, it is. I I'm, I'm not gonna say that this was completely seattle not showing up i think the bucks did show up and they did play well um and we just didn't match that intensity this is the this is the best defense the seahawks have played since week two agreed and week two is san francisco and and san francisco beat them and and this is one of those things where uh the Seahawks are a good football team. Their record, their their results up to this point say that. But you up against a good defense, you've got to be able to make adjustments sooner 
um, and so you can have at least some success. And you know, this was a, an offense that our defense should have been able to handle, and they yeah. just didn't. They they just didn't. They gave well, up we did okay. I mean, there. we gave up twenty one points to this team. I mean, it's not like it. They wrecked us. It's their defense was was much better against our offense. We were scoring twenty six and a half points a game coming into this game. We had three points uh going into the you know into the fourth, into the quarter. fourth quarter yeah and... it was the 100 the 161 yards rushing um bothers me i mean because that's that's just that's this team getting getting run over for the most part and right. um, we're not used to seeing that but you know that that's what happened and i'm i thought they they played okay defensively they they got some stops they also you know gave up some some stuff i mean they got lucky a little bit that uh, you know Tampa's uh, offensive coordinator called what might have been the <laughs> dumbest play of the year. It's right yeah. up there with the DJ Dallas interception. It was um, right up there, yeah. a, a, as far as being just absolutely stupid. Uh, otherwise, it could have been more. Right, if they just continue doing normal stuff and not call. Yeah, that well, play. that interception was on the five yard line. Yeah, so it was. You know, I mean, it, it could have been worse uh, as far as the score goes, and so. I just look at this. I think the defense wasn't that. This was not a good offense coming in. Go, you know, go look at at all the stats coming in. They were not good at running the ball. They weren't yeah. good at at, at do, doing anything. And they kind of did what they wanted against Seattle's defense today. And that I believe is the bigger problem. That uh, that I mean, was the, the bigger problem. I agree. The Bucks were twenty first in EPA coming into this game. They were they they punted the ball on forty four percent of their drives, which was twenty sixth in the NFL. The Bucks were uh, scored on thirty five percent of their drives, which was twentieth in the NFL. So they were a bottom twenty, you know, team. Yeah, Tom Tom Brady came in, came in averaging six point four yards per attempt. Um, he was eight point nine today. Yes. Um and that's touchdowns interception. I thought the intercept the great play by Cody Barton, by the oh, way. And I also saw play. Cody Barton in there like 65-70% of the snaps. I don't have the snap count in front of me, but he was playing yeah, we, a lot more than he had been. Well, he he was playing a lot more because they were leaving base defense in there. They were trying to get guys up to um stop the run and it wasn't working. Yeah. That's not part of the Why problem. do you think that they went away with something that was so successful the last 4 weeks? Um what well, was it because that they were seeing, I think what they were seeing is is Tampa um, doing better at running the ball than the the, uh, the other teams, and so they went with they had they brought the extra linebacker in instead of running the extra defensive backs out there, and it just wasn't enough. They were just getting beat up front. Is really what it come down to. It there. Um, Seattle's yes. defensive line was just getting pushed back. I noticed that Brian Monet before this game was a healthy scratch. Maybe yeah. they, they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I mean that's that is what it is. He's um, you know, with them playing this three four, he's you know the third defensive tackle, and if the other guys are both healthy and ready to go, he may not play. But against in this game, I think that what they thought was that they were going to need the speed to, uh, you know, chase guys down and you know that kind of stuff. Maybe try and get to to Brady a little faster. Um, and I don't know if they just didn't expect Tampa to come out and run the ball the way they did, but it was, um, you know, it, it was unfortunate that they didn't have the big body uh, of Brian Monet there in the middle when they needed him. 
So Seattle goes to the bye in week 11. Um, we're relatively healthy unless Jordan Brooks had something there at the end that, that he was back was on the field difficulty. after that. Okay. That's good. So, so. Um, you know, we're going to come out of the bye healthy. We're going to get Trey Brown back. It'll be interesting to find out how the Seahawks work him in uh, to this defense uh, with our, um, with our corners playing relatively well. Um, mm -hmm. Sidney Jones is now gone. Artie Burns hasn't seen the field for a long time. Cody Barton, Woolen, and Mike Jackson have been playing well, although they, um, Mike Jackson had a few moments in this game. So did um, Cody, Kobe Bryant, um, I thought, got beat on a, on a couple of occasions. In the first half, I thought Evans just railed him in a situation where he just looked completely awkward, even though he was looking back to, the, to Tom yeah. Brady and, and his eyes he just looked like he was discombobulated out there, even though he was kind of in sync and coverage and just had no chance to, to get the ball at the end. Yeah. Uh, Evans is a, is a tough, um, mm -hmm. he's a tough cover because he's so big and so physical. Um, and yet he still plays with, with speed and quickness. Um, and you know, Bryant's a little undersized compared to Evans. I mean, he's not undersized for an NFL corner, but compared to Evans, he is. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, just getting, getting bumped, getting, getting, um, you know, off his line a little bit and, and out of sync in terms of his body and not being able to get his hips and back square, uh, where he needed them. And, and that's the kind of stuff that happens when you play against a, um, a physical receiver like Evans. I mean, for those of you that, um, have been watching yeah. these games for a while, like Evans reminds me of Anquan Bolden in that way, where he just was yeah, with, with more, better speed. Yeah, with better speed, but just more physical than you're used to at wide receiver and the ability to take, you know, those bumps and, and pushes and, and not move and, you know, give them back to you a little bit. And I think that it's uh, it's a unique challenge compared to most wide receivers in the NFL. So I find these this kind of stuff interesting. So here are the, some of the stats um, on the game. Yards per play. Tampa Bay had 5.7. Seattle had 5.7. So we had the mm. same yards per play. They had 162 yards rushing. We had 39. Um, total yards, 420 for them, 283 for us. Time of possession, Keith. Seattle, yeah. 22 minutes and 58 seconds. Tampa, 37 minutes. Um, yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's tough. Yep. Um, we allowed three sacks. They had 74 total plays. We had 50. Um, yeah, third, that's not third enough, downs. Not plays. You, you mentioned it earlier. We were one, one for nine. nine. They were 10 of 16. They had 26 first downs to our 19. The, that really kind of tells the tale right there. I mean, they're just playing better in the trenches. They were converting mm -hmm. on third downs. Um, they did have the turnover um, with two interceptions, and we but we did lose a fumble. Yeah, um, Gino Gino lost that fumble down on like the twelve yard line too. Yeah, um, oh, going that in. was a scoring opportunity. See, we yep. were, you know, something like that converts, and and we're right in there. So, yep, yeah, it's it's tough. It is, and I think that I mean part of part of this is you sometimes you run into a team having their best day. I mean, there were some catches made by Tampa receivers where agreed the Seattle corner was all over them. Yeah. But they caught it anyway, and you're like, well, "What do you do to that? You know, how how do you you don't you don't stop that? I mean, that's just uh, that's just it's the you know it's great 
to see guys perform at that level, but not when they're playing your team, right? Uh, so I just think yeah. that, you know, ultimately you run into to situations where some guys just made plays today. And then I'm not saying that Seattle receivers didn't. Like that Godwin touchdown was freaking crazy. That was um, great. great throw, great touchdown. Great throw, great catch, like really good catch. Um, and that's another one. There was really good coverage on that play. It didn't matter. It got a touchdown. Uh, but there were there were plenty of plays like that on Tampa's side too, where Seattle had good coverage. It and you know Evans just went up and got the ball. And it's hard, you know, it's hard when that happens because you're used to winning those situations. Because when you've got good coverage, either they don't throw it, or if they do, you're in position to make a play. And in this case, they were right there, great coverage, and the ball just drops into the tiniest window. Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, Seattle was being asked, the players were being asked to play in a lot of zone today, which means they weren't as aggressive. You know, we mm-hmm. didn't see a lot of blitzes because we were playing uh, four-man fronts. And um, we just weren't able to get to Tom Brady. He gets the ball out faster than anybody. We've already talked about that. Yeah, he gets the ball out so fast. And then, like, the one time they do get to him, it he gets called back. And, um, yeah, it just... He Tom Brady is so frustrating to play against because he gets the ball out so quick. And the Seahawks knew, knew that coming in. I mean, every team that plays against him knows that coming in. And that's why you need to jam his receivers at the line and make plays there. And I think that um, right the Seahawks playing that soft zone so much. Yeah, I was it surprised. Was questionable. It yeah, really was. I was surprised. Yeah. And we talked about that in our pregame. Uh, show we talked about maybe strategy what they might do how they could be effective and they didn't do anything we talked about and they lost the game mm-hmm. um so here we are at the bye we're six and four it's not a horrible record it's that's it's, it's we're, way we're better still, than anyone ever yeah, would have we're expected. beating expectations but now expectations have gone up still in first place in the division so what are we talking about when we come out of this game um as far as what what are people talking about this week? What are people talking about next week as far as um, Seattle moving forward? How do we, you know, what are we talking of, about, or what are yeah. other people talking about? Because I'll tell you well, what other yes. people are going to be talking about. Well, let's, okay, gonna, let's talk about that pe- because everyone is so reactional, uh, reactionary in the um, you know covering the NFL that you know the Seahawks lost a game, and so now uh, the talk is going to be. Did you know the clock strike make the clock strike midnight on Seattle and they're going to go back to being a pumpkin and um, lose a whole bunch of games down the stretch as if none of these previous games mattered or counted or we could learn it? You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. the expectations were so low to going on and, and they were, you know, defying all those expectations, one loss is going to send people back to, um, oh my god, the sky is falling, and that's what, what I'm. Going into the buy, the fact that we have to face two weeks of that is probably the most frustrating thing right now. I don't want to hear that for two weeks because it's just dumb that this is still a good football team. And, you know, there's still a team that's uh, six and four and has, have beaten a bunch of teams. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I, I think that that is going to be way overplayed. As for what you and I are talking about, I think we're going to be talking about a lot about uh, how to get, um, 
you know, how to get more out of the roster in terms of what they've got. Like now that Trey Brown's back, do does he come in instead of Cody, uh, Kobe Bryant? Cause Bryant's been playing well. Um, do you rotate the two of them? Do you bring Mike Jackson out occasionally in order to get um, Brown some more snaps? Like what, what's the path there? What can we do at, at linebacker? Can we uh, continue to make adjustments and play different players or, that kind of thing in order to get better there. Um, maybe mm-hmm. the interior of the offensive line, which would really struggle today, um, needs some rotation and some guys swapped out. I'm, and, I'm noticing too, that. one of the strongest linemen we have, Cochran, was a, was a healthy scratch today as well. LJ Collier on the other side was a healthy scratch. He wasn't, he wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in games like this, and you can't predict these things ahead of time, but maybe they could. Um, you need some more beef up there um so looking at the schedule uh it's favorable i think for the seahawks they've got five of seven remaining games at home mm-hmm. home field advantage has been an issue in the last several years but um it's still it easier be, it it's could be an advantage this year yeah still, so we, oh, it's always easier so we have the bye but then we uh we we come back um the final week of november with the raiders mm-hmm. against the seahawks that seems to be a get right game and then Seahawks travel to the Rams. Rams aren't what they uh, have been in the past, but it's mm-hmm. still a tough game on the road. Panthers at Seahawks, that should be a win. 49ers at Seahawks should be a premier game. That'll be that a week. great game. And that's a Amazon Prime game on a Thursday night. Follow that up with Seahawks traveling to the Chiefs, probably the most difficult remaining game. Jets at Seahawks uh, in the January 1st game. And, and finally, the Rams at the Seahawks. Um, based on the fact that expectations are elevated, we're six and four coming out of the bye. It's still a good record, winning mm-hmm. record, looking good for the playoffs. How do we get there? Well, I think, you know, 10 wins gets you into the playoffs. Um, right. You gotta, you gotta beat the, the Jets and, and, uh, so four and three down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, that, that's minimum to get you into the playoffs. And I think they're, they're more than capable of doing that when you got the Jets and, and Carolina on the schedule, you're going to pick up one at least against, um, you know, the Rams in there. And there's, I mean, there's one and the of the Raiders. Games. Yeah. Raiders. And the Raiders are, the Raiders hopefully are, a, um, are a gimme win given how bad. And then you've got it. You've got to get one of the, the Rams, the, the chiefs, the 49ers game there. Yeah. As well. And so, yeah, so it's a very, it's a very doable path. Um, and you don't know, like, they may run into a Chiefs team that is sitting guys because they don't, you know, they've already clinched everything. And uh, they may run into, you know, a Rams team that has decided to play a whole bunch of young kids because their season is over. And, you know, so that go- goes from being, you know, a hard fought game to an easy win. Or maybe, you know, you run into a team like today, like we both would have thought Tampa would have been um, a win for Seattle, but Tampa just played out of its mind. So, you know, we're going to have those kind of situations. It's a matter of um, the CX just need to do what they do. If the CX do what they do, um, they'll get to the playoffs. They'll be a 10 or 11 win team. Any lessons to learn out of this game? Yeah, don't, don't just assume it's a win. You got to come out and play hard for the first snap. And Seattle didn't do that. All right. I think we've done enough. I don't think anybody is interested in hanging around and talking about this game anymore. It's over. We got a bye week. Um, hopefully, folks will stick around and listen to the show. We're still coming out with three shows each week. 
um, and we'll have uh, something fun to talk about here in our midweek show uh, coming up and then uh, essentially two midweek shows coming up um, and um, so it's fun yeah uh, got a lot week off gives us a lot an opportunity to, to talk about a lot of different things I think we're gonna do some even though we're a little past first half um, of the season we're gonna do some first half awards and uh, you know it's nice to you know we can kind of get off schedule a little bit as far as our our um, yeah. our weekly pattern and um, have some have some fun shows in here yeah for sure all right if you enjoy the show make sure you hit the subscribe button you're already found us obviously uh, but let your friends and family know as well uh, you know where to find us on social media and um, so until next time take care everybody and go Hawks go Hawks Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com. Podcast Network.